You are now listening to the Unstucked Podcast, where we teach you actionable steps to get unstuck in your life, career, finances, and business. Here's your host, Khalil Dumas. What's going on, Unstucked fam? If you're loving the podcast, be sure to visit unstuck.com for more resources, ways to work one-on-one with me and my company, Unstucked, as well as our free Unstucked guide to help you get unstuck in your career, life, finances, and business. I'm so happy you're here for the ride, and now on to the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Unstuck podcast. I'm your host, Khalil Dumas. Today's guest is Brittany Welch, or some of you may know her on TikTok as Manifesting with Brit. Britt is a mother of two, marketing executive, and manifestation expert. She demystifies the process of manifesting to help people tap into their unlimited creative potential and manifesting their desired reality. Hey, Britt. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Of course. So tell us a little bit about your story. How'd you stumble into entrepreneurship via manifesting Brit, and what's your mission and goal? Oh, boy. So I, this is a difficult question for me, not the question itself, but because manifesting is we're always manifesting. We've always been manifesting. Our parents have been manifesting us. It goes long, long. So I could tie it back all the way to when my dad wanted to be an entrepreneur and he hit some roadblocks and eventually joined the military instead. But that spirit of being able to create something, it was just embedded in me. I was always told that there were all these possibilities. I wasn't necessarily given the tools to do so, but I had it in me to question and be curious about what was possible. So I had an entrepreneurial kick. I would sell artwork, just little things here and there. My first real entrepreneur adventure was when I gone into corporate and was a sales executive had my daughter and realized that I hated it. I was never home, never saw her. I felt out of control of a lot of my life. And then I ended up quitting because I thought, oh, this must be a sign I want to be a stay-at-home mom, which wasn't true. (laughs) (laughs) I quit. And then about six months in, I, again, I felt lost. I felt out of control. I didn't know what was happening. It just, it all felt off. And then I started crocheting children's toys out of recycled yarn. Oh, that's so cool. And yeah, they were, it was really cute. Terrible business person. Zero profit, negative profit every <laughs> single year. My poor ex-husband. And then I started doing some freelance work with social media. Because with that, I grew my social media following on Instagram when it was all organic reach. And then got pulled to do a couple of freelance work. Went back into corporate still felt something was missing and just sort of had this back and forth of being an entrepreneur and then not being an entrepreneur, mostly because I wasn't taking the full leap. I didn't believe in myself. So I just kept going back and forth and I struggled the entire time because I wasn't ready for it and I didn't believe that it was possible. And then in the manifestation in particular, my ex-husband and I got divorced. I just, again, felt like I lacked purpose and I ended up getting into a real deep spiritual path and throwing caution to the wind. It was like, universe, do something for me. (laughs) Yes. Sometimes that's what it takes, you know? Oh, yeah. I've been interviewing a lot of women lately, and that's sort of the gist of it. It's this moment of, I don't feel like I can do it. I have to give it to somebody else. But in that moment, they find themselves and realize that it was them all along. Yeah, absolutely. So I went down this path. I I made a lot of, again, a lot of mistakes and then started 
manifesting things into my life, but very inconsistently and still with the career and relationships, everything was very inconsistent. I had this aha moment when I was going for a run one day and I dropped my girls off at school. I have a an Australian Shepherd mix and she has to run. So I went for a run and I said, okay, world around me, because I was starting to understand that nothing was just going to drop in my lap at this point. And I said, world around me, just show me a frog. I just, I want to know that I know how to manifest. Show me a frog. And seconds later, out of the corner of my eye, I see a frog lawn ornament. I had run this route all the time. And then I saw multiple frog lawn ornaments, at least five on this route. And I just thought, they've been here all along. Yeah, (laughs) I love that. I never spoke it. I never was looking for it. And my brain, it just decided that wasn't relevant because frankly, it wasn't relevant. Who cares if there's frogs on the pathway? And that's when it clicked for me what manifestation was. And then that's when I was able to go and really jump into entrepreneurship because I realized I had to be somebody who took the full leap. I'm currently a partner at a marketing agency that partners brands with creators on TikTok. Oh, awesome. Yeah, which has been doing insane. And it's why I took a a little bit of a hiatus because we were kicking that business off. And so I've been with them for six months now. And I genuinely believe it's this deep understanding of manifesting. And my partner and I are on the same page of what it takes to create things. And now I'm I'm ready to create more things. So with Manifesting with Brit, it's books, audiobooks, planners. It's all happening. That's fantastic. And I love the examples you gave because it shows our listeners that finding ourselves and finding our mission and finding our authentic ideal life isn't linear. And I think a lot of creators present it as such. You do X, Y, and Z and you get this output. And when I found you on TikTok, that was something that I really resonated with me. And I've had a very similar journey, which I've talked about in the my episode two, which is what is unstuck. And how this kind of nonlinear curvy path led me to really getting honed into what I really want for my life. And I love all of the examples that you shared, because again, it's not all fun and rainbows, right? It's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of staring into an abyss. It's a lot of anxiety sometimes. And that's kind of what it can take to get there. And something that really resonated with me when you were talking there was that frogs example. I know that there's some Gen X's listening, and I know there's some folks that are listening that think, you know, manifestation kind of is this weird, ambiguous thing, I'm going to call it, because some folks don't even think it's a real thing. But that frog example is real. And something that I do with my clients, it's called the lemon example. And I kind of wanted to do it with you because it's something that you just mentioned. And it's something I think our viewers will really kind of hone in on what manifestation is. And the example is, you kind of close your eyes and you imagine that you're biting into a lemon and you think about how sour that lemon is and you'll maybe start salivating. Your jaws might start clenching up a little bit. And it starts to show you that your body starts to bring you what you focus on. We're focusing on a lemon example, right? We're focusing on biting into a lemon. And so automatically your body starts to bring you those fixations, just like you were starting to focus on those frogs, right? Your body started to pay attention and bring you those frogs. The same thing happens when you start to manifest in your life, in your business, in your career, your personal finances, when you start to focus on it, right? Your body naturally starts to move you toward it. And so talk a little bit about that. If I'm someone that, you know, I just listened to this first part and I'm like, hey, you know, manifestation hasn't worked for me. I find that, you know, it's a little bit confusing. Can you start to kind of demystify that? And I kind of have heard you talk about, you know, the need to take action and the need to actually do things to manifest. Can you talk a little bit about what that first step looks like for some and what it looked like for you. 
To be very clear, manifesting is simply creating a reality. And we use it in language all the time, not in the spiritual sense. We say, oh, that manifested in this way. It is widely used as this language of creation. So first and foremost, it's simply creation. And we don't need to talk about the universe plopping things into our lap. It's creating in the moment. So in this present moment, we are having a series of thoughts, feelings, decisions, and actions. And that's our creating potential in this present moment because we're always doing this, whether we're conscious to it or not. When you stop and you bring awareness to what you're currently creating in this present moment, what thoughts am I having? What feelings am I having? What actions am I taking? You can really quickly realize that you're creating a moment in time where you're having that. Then that moment passes and then you're in this next moment. So you're in this perpetual moment of creation because there's only this moment of now. And then we say, okay, what do I want to create? Because most of the time we're not aware of what we're creating. We're not aware of what thoughts we're having. We're not aware of how our feelings are making us take action. And we're not even aware of our behavioral patterns. So the first thing I recommend you doing is just getting familiar with what you're creating in this present moment by taking a peek at your thoughts, feelings, and actions and acknowledging whether you want to keep them or you don't. How do you want to exist with these? An example of a thought might be something along the lines of, oh, well, that's not going to work out for me. And that's a very obvious one. But the moment you have that thought, you ask yourself, is this a thought I want to have in my existence? (laughs) Because if it's not, then I don't want it. And then the same with feelings and actions. Is this an action I want to take continually in my life and create this existence? Also, you can get a pretty good idea of what the future looks like. If you say, if I continue these moments, what might the future look like? You know, you're in this moment and you get to see a predictable future reality, more or less, of just yourself creating. So very singular and cellular of what you're creating for yourself. From there... The second step I would say is acknowledging that this is a pattern. (laughs) This is a habitual. This is on autopilot. Human beings are energetically optimized. We have muscle memory. The moment you pick up that phone, it's a habit. You don't even think about the fact that you're picking up your phone. You're simply just picking up your phone. You don't really think about, you know, going and brushing your teeth. If you do, a thought's triggered because that's your behavioral pattern. Nope, I got to brush my teeth now. So all these things are also with, in your current habits, your current creation, how I like to describe it is this whirlpool. And you're just creating this whirlpool and creating this reality in each present moment. When you check in with what you're currently creating, understand that that is, you know, you're in a whirlpool. To change them, like changing the thought of this isn't meant for you or you're never going to achieve this, you got to push against that whirlpool. So it requires work and effort. It's not just going to happen. You say it once. That thought will keep popping up because it wants to just go right back to what it's been doing. So allowing yourself time to reprogram, to set new habits, however you want to describe it, to be the whomever you want to be and create the reality you want to create. And that's manifesting. We could tie it back to a bunch of different things, you know, go back even further and, you know, say, well, why are you doing those things? Well, also those beliefs are deeply embedded from your parents, their parents, the species, you know, this is something we do as a species. This is how our body responds. There's so many ways that we could go back. But the moment you realize the creating potential in this present moment and that you have the ability to reprogram yourself and to create something different, you realize you've never tapped into your own creating potential and there's just so much work to do there. 
not even worried about the other stuff. I'm going to just create now in this moment. Absolutely. And that's key. And I love the way you put that. And I love the tangible steps you gave listeners there. When I kind of gave an example last episode about, you know, my adventures at corporate and how I would show up to work 30 minutes early and I would really sit there and meditate and I would write down on sticky notes, thoughts that resonated and aligned with what I wanted. And I'd never done that before. I had self-awareness, but it wasn't very active. The self-awareness really happened if something was painful or if something was overly joyous, but not in those kind of mundane moments like you mentioned, right? Every present moment is that opportunity to manifest. So I think, you know, self-awareness was crucial for myself. You know, when I think back to when I didn't have self-awareness, I tried to avoid things that caused pain, right? I would procrastinate. I wouldn't jump up and try to change those habits or take control of my life and trying to create an ideal life for myself because I, to your point, I had made this this muscle memory to say, this isn't for me right now. I don't have the bandwidth right now. And I don't shame any listener who's in that space because that space taught me a lot about myself. You know, you have to be in those kind of negative spaces to really understand where you are currently to move forward And I love the analogy I heard. I was reading a book about this and the way they presented it was kind of a shadow analogy. When you look at your shadow, you really feel indifferent about it. You know, when you're a kid and you see your shadow for the first time, it's scary. You try to run away from it. You fight it. But as you get older, your shadow is just kind of there. You don't associate. It's a neutral feeling. And really starting to get into self-awareness when you can kind of move through emotions and be kind of in that middle ground is, is really crucial. So to those folks that you know have maybe tried manifestation and are still struggling, they're feeling like, I'm stuck no matter what. Nick, yeah, Britt, I hear your one, two steps. It really isn't for me. How, what do you say to those folks that have really conditioned themselves to be stuck and feel like they can't manifest? How do you break out of that? And how did you break out of that if you've ever felt like that? So it's really a science because when you start creating, you know, you say, oh, what kind of thoughts do I want to have? What do I want to see from the world around me? What's the experience I want to have? Let's say, you know, you had that thought of, I can never succeed at this. This isn't going to happen for me. And you say, listen, I don't want that to be my existence. I only see the ways in which this is working out in my favor. And the more you program yourself to have this new thought, you will develop it as this will be your new thought, your new belief, because you're saying it over and over again. And that repetition, like a habit, will build. The process of cognition is you're creating your subjective reality. The moment you say, this is the experience I want to see, you will start to see the ways that everything is working out in your favor, that there's money all around you, that everyone loves you. Whatever your experience is that you want to see, you'll start seeing it. It's not mystical. I mean, I think it's magical in its own right. But this is when people say, you know, things just drop or, you know, the universe just gave me something. It's like, no, you're aware of this. This has always been an option for you. This has always been available for you. All this abundance, whether it's money on the ground, whether it's a great deal, whatever it is, it's always been available to you. But now your brain is creating awareness for it. When you realize that you can dictate what you create awareness for, well, then you're the creator, you know, you're the artist in your life. You get to say, oh, I want to see all the ways that I could win something or be loved or enjoy myself. It doesn't mean that there aren't opportunities to fail, but when you fail, you see it as a win. And then it turns into a win because that's how you're seeing it. And when we have these sparks of ideas of like, oh, maybe I should do this. 
that's the brain that you programmed. So these ideas are not luck or are not out of nowhere. It's that you've done the work to train your brain to look for these opportunities and to see abundance all around you. And your brain is just doing what a brain does. And it's, you know, it knows its job and now it's going to do the job. So if anyone ever comes back, it's like, listen, just try it for yourself. Do a bunch of affirmations, do it on something small so you don't have to move the needle too much. When you realize that this isn't something magic, I mean, again, magical and fun, right? But this is just pure science. It's how you're going to see things. You'll start seeing new opportunities. And to your point, you know, it just becomes better and better. So when you were saying it's not linear, the thing with it not being linear is when it's linear, you have a focus, it's very blinded, and you don't see all the other ways that it could happen. So you almost take extra time to do it because you're sort of forcing it, you're resisting any other opportunities, and it just it creates all this friction. When you just say, I know I'm training my brain, I know it's going to, it's an incredible tool. We're, we're not treating it as such. We're treating it like it's a, the monkey brain. It's like, ah, oh, this thing, it just runs away with itself. It's like, No, if you train it, you know, you're in really good shape because everything that's in us was designed this way by evolution. And we're just going to continue to become more intelligent and to use these things. So when you, this whole let go and manifestation, when you let go and you trust yourself that the work that you're doing is paying off because you're training your body, you're training your mind to do whatever you would like it to do, then you'll start seeing things you couldn't have even imagined because you weren't prepared for it because of your mindset. So whenever someone says something to me about it, I'm just, it's science. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, absolutely. And I think those are some fantastic points. And, you know, some of the things as you were kind of speaking there that I was thinking about was your analogy about being put on autopilot, right? If we're on autopilot in the wrong way, we can take longer to manifest. I suffer with ADHD. That's been something that I've really had to hone in and start to figure out and really give myself smaller bite sizes to take, right? When I'm trying to reprogram my brain, because if I over-inundate it, I tend to hyper-focus on one or two elements. And perfectionism, you know, those things really, to your point, right? You start to hone in on being perfect. You really miss all of the different avenues, you really miss your scientific experiment, which is this life. And I think that's something that I've really started to embrace. And as I've matured, that's something that I've really started to see as life is really like, to your point, a science. In science, it's trial and error, right? It's not just try once and succeed, try once. And if it doesn't work, give up. It's trying, observing, you know, shifting your mindset, trying something new. So really perfectionism from a lot of our listeners, we talk about this a lot on my TikTok as well is trying to really go for growth instead of perfectionism. So can you talk a little bit about as you're starting to reprogram your brain and wanting to quote unquote, get it right or make it perfect to fit your ideal life, how do you kind of get over some of, you know, overcome perfectionism and paralysis by analysis? Like, like how do you overcome those things or start to at least? When I talk about affirmations, there's so many different ways you can affirm something. Because our thoughts, feelings, and actions are directly related to beliefs, behavioral patterns, and past experiences, you create a memory in your mind, you hold on to it, and you respond based on these things. Whenever I have an experience where I learn something and the learning got me so much further than the success of something, like if I have a business that failed, it's like, well, first of all, wherever that was going, that wasn't fun anyway. What I learned was super beneficial and it's gotten me even further. I take a mental picture, I cement it into memory and just say, this is when I let go, I receive more. And so every time something like that happens, I just affirm it so I can develop it as a belief. I am cementing past experiences 
And when I do something in the future, I'll start to automatically say, nope, that's okay. Even if it didn't work out, I start to lose the attachment to what my expectation was because I have the belief that whatever comes up, it's going to be so much better. So again, it's just saying, well, how do I want to live my life? Do I want to believe that these things are working out for my favor or do I want to feel frustrated because it's not meeting my expectation? And then, you know, and I, you do have these really great experiences where it turns out so much better. Absolutely. And I think, you know, that's key. And this has just been so eye-opening. And what you said is incredibly powerful. When you kind of take that mental snapshot and you affirm it, the thing that you said really that struck me was that you kind of let it go and you kind of trust that subconscious mind of yours to say, hey, Britt told me, hey, I like this, right? Just as much as we like to say, hey, these things are all negative. I can't do this. This is too hard. I've already tried and failed, right? If we shift that into positive mindsets and affirmations, it really can only work in our favor in the long run. And I absolutely love that. I think that is a critical point you just made. So as you start to manifest and you start to do that in different facets of your life, obviously you and I are, are very big into our business world and money manifestations. I actually listen to your money manifestations on SoundCloud. I do it probably three, four times a week. I really, really love that. So can you talk a little bit about what manifestation affirmations, some of the points that you just made earlier kind of blend into business and up-leveling your business? And then secondly, up-leveling your personal finances. In regard to money manifestations, all the abundance is moving in the same way. So when I think about the ways that I've blocked myself with money, and this pertains to when I started my first business and I wasn't asking for the money that it required for me to fulfill it, visualizations are super helpful for me. I've started to describe it as a light bulb and the circuits in it. When you hit the light switch off, it stops. You're only pushing money out. You're only putting things into the business and the light switch isn't on to receive from the business. I've blocked it because I'm not asking for enough money. I'm not seeing opportunities. I'm so focused on, and I think a lot of people with businesses that fail now is they're like, oh, I got to give value. I got to give value. I got to give value. But they're not realizing that, yes, you need giving. Great. You're working on the output. Your focus and attention is on this output of what you're going to give to somebody. But then you also have to be able to receive to be able to give to them because then there's a blockage and you'll cut yourself off from making that money. And it's really about a placement of focus. So and then you're taking a, t a step back and the money's flowing out and you're investing all this money into your business, but you're not asking for the money that's required to keep the business flowing in a circle. There's that block. When the money flows through, you have to make sure that it remains flowing. This is the lack of attachment to it. We don't want to attach to anything. If we're holding on to something, we're creating these blockages. Everything is always circular moving. You look at things in the universe, we're always sort of in this circular motion. And this is just something that the universe does. Atoms, you know, everything's just moving in a circle. So it's all reflective. And when you do something like put all your attention and focus into something, but there's no output, it's broken somehow. This would be if you have a business that you're putting and investing money into and it's not creating the output that you want. There's a couple of different reasons for that. One, you might be too attached to what you're putting out and it doesn't give a return. You're focusing on something that just doesn't quite work. This is when we need to pivot. We have to let go of businesses that aren't profitable. We have to invest our energy and our thoughts and, and our skill set into something that's going to come full circle for us. If we don't, it's simply because we have an attachment to something. 
So I see a lot of people in business when they have an idea, they have a program, they have something that's they're putting energy into, and then it turns out no one's buying or, you know, something's going on because the money's not coming in. They either hold on to it tightly and this blockage remains, or they release and just say, okay, now what do we do? And then that's the release. And then you can go back into flow saying, okay, well, how will I receive money? What are some other ways that I will receive money? There's one other point I want to say. So just imagining like, is this flowing? Because if it's not, there's a block somewhere. What's this block? We got to figure it out. You're putting your energy and focus into this output, but you also have to put energy and focus into the input because if you don't and you're giving all your energy to output, guess what you're going to manifest? All your energy out. You're never going to manifest all this abundance coming in because you're too focused on what you're putting out. For money specifically and talking about spending, if I'm focusing my attention on everything I want to spend, the course that I'm going to buy that's going to give me all the skills that I need, the new training program, the laptop, the phone, I'm putting all this energy into how and spending all this money and energy into this business, but I the output's not there. It's like something's not working, very likely to develop the behavioral pattern. You didn't focus your attention on how you were going to receive it. And so you're looking one way instead of just sitting here in this present moment and allowing it to just continue to flow because the abundance will continue to flow and it'll get bigger as you go, as long as you just let it flow through. Yeah, That makes sense. Absolutely. And and to your point, I think, you know, what comes up is kind of like that gambling fallacy, right? Where, okay, I've already put so much in. I can't go back now because I've exhausted all this energy. When you realize, right, it's not a zero-sum game to your point, right? If you sit there and you objectively look at what's working and what isn't, and you allow the shift to occur instead of blocking it, that's pivotal. But I hear, and I can already hear some of the listeners and followers saying, you know, what about sticking in and getting through those tough times? Are you telling me that I need to give up or what should I do? Are you telling me I need to pivot? What is that next step if I'm feeling stuck or in a rut? Like, can you go a little bit deeper on that? Yeah, I don't know that people are super going to love this response, but it's really important you trust yourself. The brain, again, is an incredible tool, especially when you have the ability to program it. We get this first initial thought of what's wrong. And then the moment we have the next thought, now it starts to all get muddy. I mean, at least for 30 years, (laughs) I never trusted myself. And that was mostly because people were constantly telling me I was wrong, that, you know, I wasn't doing it right, that I wasn't sort of leading with this curiosity as much. And then when someone's like, oh, that's not going to succeed, I just thought, oh, I guess I'm not going to succeed. Even though there was something in me that I believed I was going to succeed, like that constantly came up. But if I thought, no, there's something here, there's a fire in your belly, what followed was always that other thought of, yeah, but you've tried this before. That first initial thought is like, nope, something feels like this is meant for me. And it's my belief that this is just our instinct. This is how we've evolved because we've evolved, right? The purpose of the universe is to consistently push out. The purpose of human beings, in my opinion, is just to continue to grow, expand, evolve. And then what happens at the end of it, we'll all find out. But in this present moment, and you know, if we zoom in, That's what my purpose is, is to expand and grow. And I will just, based on my nature as a human being, I'll just naturally go to that initially. Or with survival, I'll just naturally have a survival instinct. It'll just snap. So when you go and you look at the business and you're sitting there with it, what's your first initial thought of something to do? That idea 
this takes a lot of training. I'm no joke. It's a lot of saying, oh wait, do I trust this thought? Do I not? And not responding and just constantly that awareness piece of questioning like, okay, is this intuition? Is this not? Because you could trust it right away. That'd be fantastic. For me, it took more time. I trusted people who earned more money than me. I trusted people who were more educated than me. I trusted people that were older than me. And I never trust myself. And then the moment that I started shifting that and putting away the belief that because someone was more educated than me, that that made them know something better than myself, then I started seeing how, oh, this is possible. This is, this is great for me. And then I started leaning into my intuition more. And I just... I keep getting it right. And I I can't deny that. And again, I think it's just biology that your first initial instinct, that's going to be it. So if you're looking at a business, is is your first initial instinct to shut it down and go do something else that's going to produce something? Maybe, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But maybe it's not. (laughs) Yeah. I think that was just, that gave me chills because really that's something that I still am guilty of. When I hear someone, like you said, has more experience or making more, I'm like, well, they've done it. You know, it must work. Like, <laughs> I, I got to try it, right? And what you start to learn is we're all very unique. And to your point, it comes down to biology and what works for you and, you know, your energy center, right? And if you're doing something because someone else said to do it, there's not going to be a whole lot of energy behind it. There's this temporary FOMO that you may receive, right? That'll get you to, to start it, but ultimately won't sustain. And I've had that happen so much in my own life, starting my career in manufacturing and cut and sew and thinking that that was cool because the people who surrounded me worked at Nike or made it big and in an apparel realm, right? That was kind of my first stab at business. And I remember many nights sitting there putting in the work, but just kind of being on autopilot and doing high level work, but being on autopilot as a juxtaposed to the business I have right now, which is podcasting, content creation, and strategizing. Those things get me fired up. And those have been things that have been true to myself, speaking to folks authentically, you know, really providing guidance and being a listening and just a beacon that people can go to. I've been that way since I was a child. And so really getting back to what works for me, right? I'm, I'm not the best podcaster in the world. I'm not the best content creator in the world, but I know that those things really do resonate with me and it brings me joy. And I've trusted that this is my path and this is my company that I want to run with, which is in the past, I've had that doubt, but I've been like, you know what, Khalil, you don't know enough to have these doubts. You need to just keep powering through, which honestly, Britt, I'll, I'll be straightforward with you here. I learned a lot of great lessons in being inauthentic. You know, I really did learn and take a lot away from that, but it wasn't long-term. It didn't sustain me. And I needed to make that pivot that you just mentioned, which is trusting myself and having that awareness and not acting right away, but just continuing to have that awareness. So I really appreciate that point that you made. So I wanted to double back on this intuition and trusting yourself. Again, this was like the whole... Everybody has different traits and features. We're all unique, absolutely, to your point. And so we're all going to be doing something differently. That paralysis where we start saying, oh, I I need to know what this person knows. I need to know what that person knows. We only know what we know in the present moment. So in each present moment, we have all the information at that time. Now we can make a decision and take the action of getting more information, or we can take an action and learn from it. Either way, we're going to be learning something, but that paralysis that's keeping you stuck in this moment, especially in business, it's like, okay, well, what are we going to do now? 
And then you can only make that decision in the present moment. And the decision you made before that, so the mistake or something like that that you made before that, that was literally the only decision you could have made because you only had the information. So there's no way that you could have made a better decision. And if you're getting on yourself about things like that, there's no way that it could be just as clear to you. You're just going to keep creating the way that you're creating. You're better off going and figuring out yourself and really getting curious as it's been described over and over again by successful people of just get in there, get going with it. And when you're trying something new, it's like, yeah, again, to your point, you could go and just do what somebody else is doing. It's very unlikely that you're going to have the same results. So, you know, sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't work. If it's worked for you in the past, okay, great. But it could also work for you to do something different. And one more thing I want to add to that is Steve Jobs did a commencement speech at Stanford and he was talking about how he dropped out of school and he, so he's still on campus and he could take whatever classes he wanted. And he took a calligraphy class just because he thought the posters looked really cool. So he went, he took this calligraphy class. He learned so much about why it was, you know, the lettering was so profound, how it made people feel, what the importance was of having this typography. And he makes this joke that when they created the Mac, had he not taken that class, there very likely wouldn't be fonts on the computer. And he also jokes that it very likely wouldn't have been on Windows either because they just copy whatever Mac does. Just to reiterate that you can't connect the dots going forward. You can only connect them going backwards. In that moment in time, he didn't know why he wanted to take that class. He just sort of like had this like, okay, I guess this is what I'm going to do. And that really changed the way we have this experience and grow. And again, I think it was like that initial of like, what do I do? I guess I'll do this. Doesn't make sense, but it feels like something I want to take, you know, because things are happening in the background that we might not be aware of. When you trust that initial instinct, our goal is to grow. Our purpose is to grow, expand forward. Forward, that first initial is to help us. Absolutely. And, you know, I've kind of had, it was kind of challenging, but I've had this success of kind of following others, you know, with, with the startup that it sold, that I sold about two years ago, you know, I joined in with folks that were, you know, in their forties and fifties and provided a tremendous amount of value and was ultra successful in doing it. But after it sold and the money was paid out and I kind of was left there still with that burning desire of, I want to create something. I want to have a podcast. I want to have a platform. I want to have these things. And at first I thought that was an ego or I thought it was just kind of misalignment. I was giving myself every excuse not to do it because I thought, again, you're young. You know, I'm believing a lot of what, again, subconsciously what people were telling me. And here I am. And, and, a, and a lot of the experiences I've had to date have been at this about six months it's really, a lot of it's unspoken. It's just a feeling that I have that just is so strong. It's just, and it's improved every facet of my life, my health, my relationships, because I'm really authentically aligned. And it's it's tough to put into words, but for lack of a better term, it just feels right. And I can't shake that feeling. Those excuses and those things that I was bringing myself in my previous endeavors, that voice is, while it's there, it's kind of just this little tiny inkling in the background now, as opposed to being this really loud, boisterous voice that a lot of my clients and folks that I just talk to on a day to day that are struggling have. And so that's a really, really important point to trust yourself. I mean, if you get anything from this episode, it's trust yourself. So for me, when I was getting into manifesting, trust was a huge thing. I didn't trust myself. I didn't trust the universe. I didn't trust anybody. I felt like I had to use my logical mind all the time because I had to figure it out. And that was the smart way to do it. We technically are the universe, right? We're all just part of this universe. So if the universe is, continues to expand out as it does, and it will continue to, 
And we can see how we've evolved. We've just continued to evolve. That feeling is the universe. We were designed to want to grow and expand. And when we have that feeling, it's because it's in the benefit of our growth and expansion. That initial feeling, that's not a mistake. That's not something to question. It's just, again, biological. It's in you. You were intended to do that. And that then translates to, I am the universe, which some people have a difficulty, you know, understanding that, but it helps to eliminate that questioning of it. It's, you're just designed to be that way. This is just biology. So I don't know what to tell you, <laughs> but yeah. when, you, when you feel it, you, you can't ignore it. The same as when you train yourself to see the world the way you want to see. It's like, again, biology, you don't have to have faith. Yeah, It's just fact. Yeah. How do I, you know, and that's something that, you know, that was a question that I just kind of heard myself say just now is like, if I'm fighting expansion and Brett, I'm not expanding. Like, I know you're giving me these examples, but I know I'm just not expanding and I'm kind of talking hypothetically here. Like, how do I shake that? Like, do I just need to just start? Like, what do I do to kind of shake that feeling? You know, I kind of call it, you know, for lack of a better term, being stuck. Like, how do I shake that feeling? Is it something that I can do or is it something that's just going to come with time? Is there a balance? You have to develop it as a belief, honestly. And that's why I lean on science because how can you argue science? They've done the research. There's the proof. I can see how we've evolved over time. I did a post recently on TikTok. It's about this indigenous community who gets most of their nutrients from underwater. So they spend long time underwater and they've evolved to have larger spleens so they can spend longer time underwater. We're still evolving. And what we become, I don't know, you and I probably won't see it. Definitely more likely <laughs> won't see it in our existence. We will get caught up in the day-to-day. But when you zoom out, it's like we're part of something. And that's a part of it is we're just innately evolving and expanding. So you just have to do the let go because it will happen naturally. It's been happening naturally. There's nothing that's stopping it but you, and you're preventing yourself from being stuck. When you develop that as a belief of, oh, I'm stopping myself, and you then say, if I let go, this will definitely happen because it's science, and I know that it will happen, the same as retraining your brain, then you can let go a little bit. When something happens to affirm that this is true, affirm it, then continue to affirm it. The more you affirm it, the more you develop it as a belief, and then you're consciously creating with the world around you. Plus you're in alignment with the entire universe because that's the intention of the entire universe. Well, that is incredibly powerful. Like I get chills again, just you talking through that through, you know, it's, (laughs) it's huge. And it's something that, again, I really appreciate you opening up and kind of talking to us about because I think you've really demystified manifestation, even for myself. I'm someone that prides myself on manifestation and affirmations. And really for myself and a lot of listeners, I know for me, it's the letting go. I'm a very analytical mind and I have to bring a lot of awareness to just starting something and letting it ride. And I really appreciate you kind of explaining that. And it's something that, you know, I know our listeners are going to find valuable. And in our conversation, is there anything just in general that you want to leave with our listeners as we kind of wrap up this episode? Is there anything that you want to, any advice or guidance that you want to give? A lot of in the manifestation space, we're like, oh, it doesn't matter. Just think it and believe it. Circumstances are relevant, in my opinion. One, it just validates, you know, who you are in this present moment. These are your circumstances. This is what we've been creating. We don't have to look back on that. We don't have to ignore that. You know, we don't we don't have to have any negative types of feelings about it. It's just, it is what it is. When you're changing, we talk about that whirlpool. Again, you're pushing in the other direction. You have to give yourself a lot of grace because it's going to take time, period, end of story. You do something that you're like, oh, I wish I hadn't done that. It's like, okay, well then next time don't do it. 
That has to be it. Because the moment you keep thinking about it is the moment that you're creating a reality where you're thinking about it and you're developing that as your belief that you shouldn't be doing those things. So you just have to be like, all right, I guess I'm going to let it go because, you know, what do I have to lose? It's not helping me. So I got to ditch it. You also have to, and I think we overlook this sometimes, you have to allot time for rest. Physically sleeping. Yes. <laughs> because you may not realize that, you know, oh, well, I'm just walking a, a different route. I'm just doing, your whole body is thrown off. You're doing something different. We have muscle memory. So that is, again, so we're energetically optimized. When you do something that is not a habit and you're avoiding something that used to be a habit, that's a lot of energy you're putting towards not doing the old thing, not getting sucked up to the whirlpool. Even sitting still and just not allowing yourself to get sucked up back into the whirlpool is work and effort. Rest. Don't be like, I should be doing this all the time. They say to work from 5 a.m. to 9 p.m. and I'm exhausted at 5. It's like, yeah, you haven't developed the behavioral pattern for it yet. Give yourself some time. You'll build up to it. It's like muscles. You can mold your body, mold your mind. It, It takes time to build up. Give yourself grace. Give yourself time. I love that. And that's something that I just actually got back from vacation. And that's something that I've, the key takeaway I had was, you know, showing gratitude on vacation, really acknowledging and bringing awareness to what I have expanded into recently and just giving myself that grace. That is just something, that is a message that I will continue to echo out as you as well. Brett, this has been a fantastic conversation. I appreciate you coming on and giving us all of these golden nuggets. All of Britt's links will be in the bio below. So definitely go give her a follow and go check her out. Britt, thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for listening to the Unstucked podcast. Visit us at unstucked.com and follow us on TikTok at Unstucked.